I can tell you that I don't, I don't regret one day of my incarceration. Hmm, not one day. This is the Unseen Story. First-hand accounts that reveal the supernatural reality of God's love. When His love leads, a remarkable story follows. You're listening to Episode 13, Gene's Story, Freedom Behind Bars, Part 2. So I always say that you know, Jesus got me ready for heaven, but the Holy Spirit got me ready to do work on earth and to be a witness and be a testimony to the Lord, uh, both in character, because it gave me a, a greater level of strength when I when I pray, um, both in vernacular and my spiritual language. It gave me a strength that uh, I, I I know came from the Lord, you know. And you can hype yourself up so much, you know, but when you go through a prison day with the with the demonic um, surrounding and and the, and the, the oppression that's in there. And, and you're soaring in faith and uh, sharing the Word of God and ministering day in and day out and not growing tired, not growing weary. You, you know it's not you. It's, it's not, you know, I know it's the Holy Spirit. I, I, I remember this um, guy, uh, Orlando. He's, he's out now. He, he got out a year ago. He was, he was involved in everything when I met him. He was... Uh, Hindu, Buddhist, he tried everything, Catholicism, um, everything. He, he's a very bright guy. He shows up in my cell one day. He just comes and knocks on my cell door and comes in and sits down. And I was, like, kind of taken. I ne- we never spoke. We, we, we had mutual friends. And it was kind of weird. So I had been watching a show about Jesus on A&E or something. And he said, what are you doing? I said, I was watching this show. And so he sat there, and it was kind of in my mind, I'm like, Orlando's sitting in my cell. I don't really know. We never talked before, but okay, God, something's up, you know. So we, we begin the discussion, and at the end of the hour discussion, he he didn't have a Bible, and I said, uh, do, you, do you have a Bible? And he said, no. He said, my brother sent me a Bible some years ago. He had about 20 years in, and he said, my brother sent me a Bible, and he said, but I, I don't know what to do with it. I said, I have a Bible here. We take He said, what should I do? So... Something in me um, wanted to lead him to the Lord right there. And I, I heard the Holy Spirit say, don't lead him to the Lord. And I was like, that's strange. So I'm conflict. So I gave him the Bible. He said, what should I read? I said, um, read the book of Philippians. So I showed it to him. I said, there's four chapters. Just read a chapter tonight. So he comes back the next day. He said, man, I read that chapter. Chapter 1 of Philippians so good. And he pointed out a verse or two. We, we talk for an hour. He leaves. He comes back the next day. He said, man, I read chapter 2. This verse here is incredible. This, I, I never saw this. I, I, this is a great verse. Third day, third, another verse. Fourth day, another verse. And he's like, every day he comes to my cell. We're talking. I want to lead him to the Lord. I, I want to say, hey, can I introduce you to the Lord and pray for you? And the Lord kept saying, don't. So he leaves the fourth day, and he says, he was going to read another book. He's, and I said, well, read Colossians. And I'm just, I, I didn't realize, I wasn't saying it with a purpose. I just, that was um, on my front of my mind. So I said, read Colossians. So as he left, I, I would pray for him. I would pray for him. I'd pray for him to get saved. I'd pray for him to know the Lord. And the Lord showed me, he said, I told you 
to have him read Philippians because it depicts Jesus as a servant, and you can't argue with a servant. So, okay, from where he was at. So and when it came to Colossians, he said, I told you to have him read Colossians because it depicts Jesus as supreme. There's no one higher than Jesus. And so he'll, he'll you know, so that, that was what he told me. So he come back, chapter 1, same thing, next day, 2, 3, 4. So on the ninth day, he comes to my cell, and he sits down, and he's kind of somber. He's kind of looking almost, like, sad. He's not upbeat, you know. And I said, what's going on, Orlando? And he's real quiet. He says, I did something. I did something today that I never did before. So I thought maybe he screwed up. He messed up or something. I said, what'd you do? I said, what happened, man? I said, what'd you do? He said, I prayed. I said, you prayed? I said, would you pray? He said, Jesus, save me. I'm a nut. And I laughed. You know, I mean, I was cracking up. And he looked at me like, what? What are you, talk- what are you laughing? I said, Sir. I said, I said, I said, and I saw it in his eyes. He started welling up with tears. And I said, so what? He said, he said, I, Jesus changed my life. He said, I got rid of the, I got rid of the garbage. I got rid of this. I, and he said, he said, I went and apologized to people. And, and I said, I said, you're born again. And he said, I, I knew it. I knew I was born again. And so Orlando, he went on. He, he, spent, he, he, he like I said, he spent a couple years after I left, he spent a couple more years in there. He's out now, but I'm literally every cellmate he had, he led to the Lord. I can't, I know, like, I, I wish I had every cellmate I had over the years that came to know the Lord, you know. <laughs> I wish they, they would, they would lead, at least leave better than when they came in my cell, you know. But Orlando was so, he was so dynamic, and he would just lead people to the Lord. He, he's doing extremely well, you know. And he's, he's the first inmate, Christian inmate, that I was influencing along the way that would call me dad. It was surprising on a Father's Day. Some years ago, he, he gave me a Father's Day card, and he, and he said, you're a father figure to me. And I thought, man, what, how humbling. What a great responsibility that a, another guy would, would look at you as a dad. And uh, it's so that it kind of changed my, changed my ministry too, you know. And, and uh, um, uh, so uh, Orlando is an incredible, incredible, incredible guy. And uh, part of the the investment you, do you make in people's lives, and you see it over the years, you know. I remember, you know, even years before my release, I always prayed for these three things. I prayed for, I prayed for a wife. I prayed for, to be a homeowner, and I prayed for a car. So they were my, they were the three things I prayed every day, even long before I was even in court. This is when I had twenty years in, and um, I remember reading a driver's manual book. Uh, in the prison, and I, I had no chance of getting out, but I, I wanted to see myself driving a car. I wanted to see myself doing those things, eating at a restaurant and, and going to a professional ball game and stuff like that. And um, so I'm, 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 we, we had a Tuesday morning uh, prayer group in the chapel, in the prison chapel, and it, it started with six guys. It, it was like 80, 90 guys would gather every Tuesday morning from 10 to 11, and we'd go in there and pray, some in groups, individually, some guys, whatever. But we'd always go in there for and do, dedicate that hour to prayer for the ministry. And so, you know, I was in there, and I remember praying with some other guys. My buddy Jose, he was a Christian, and some other guys, and I was telling them, you know, we need to pray for our release and, 
we need to pray for God's provision and God, you know, all these things. And, and I was telling those guys. And so we, we went on to pray. And as I was praying for a car, I, I literally saw a hand in front of me with keys. It, it, it wasn't shaking. It wasn't. It was just a hand. With, it was just an image of a hand with keys. And after we got done praying, after the hour, and I remember telling my friend Jose, I said, uh, "I'm not going to pray for a car no more. I'm just thanking God." I said, and I told him that I saw a hand um, with keys. So went on, continued to pray. For, you know, other things over the years. Well, I'm out. I'm jumping ahead. I'm 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 now released. I moved to Texas. And I'm in the ministry. I'm working in the office, and I didn't like it. I didn't like administrative work at all. I I was dying inside the office. I I needed to be out and about people. You know, I was, I, I I like being around unbelievers because I just have this evangelistical desire to see people come to know Jesus. You know, and so um, somebody introduced me to a guy named Monty Webb, and Monty had a roofing company, and they said, "Well, Monty." He might hire you as a as a roofer and do sales or you know do contracts and help them help them out I said good so we went to eat lunch with him and I shared a little bit of my story and he said well let's go back to the office so we go back to his office he's in Bedford and uh, my my friends are with me and they're all excited I'm excited I'm gonna get a job you know and and uh, outside the ministry you know and so I go in his office and he said he said hey shut the door so he has he's standing there with a a manila folder in his hand. And I thought, okay, uh, you know, I, I came from prison. I, I never did job interview. You know, the job, the prison assigns you jobs and you do whatever they tell you to do. So here I am, I'm, I'm going to have my first job interview, you know, so I'm kind of nervous and I'm excited about it. And I'm, so he says, hey, he says, shut the door. He's standing there. He said, hey, he said, money's kind of tight right now. This is in 2012. I'm out two months. Um, I've been released two months. He said, um, money's kind of tight, so I really can't hire anybody, but he'd like to keep you in mind for something if something comes. I said, okay. So I'm kind of disappointed. He said, but the Holy Spirit told me to give you a check for $10,000. So he pulls out the check from the envelope, and he holds the check to me, and my eyes are like big as saucers, and I'm like looking at this check with zero. I'm counting like looking at the zero, 10 comma, zero, 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 and I'm like, Monty. I said, come on. And I thought he was playing, you know. I'm, I'm like, I'm waiting for my friends to jump jump out of the, the room, you know, the inside of the, the closet. Like, I got you, man. Good joke. And I'm like, Monty, come on. And he's looking. And he's crying. He's like teared up. And he said, seriously, the Holy Spirit told me on when we were driving back to the office from lunch to, to write you a check for $10,000 and welcome you to Texas. Go buy yourself a car. And at that moment, God showed me that prayer when those keys. I said, and I just we bawled. Oh my goodness, we just cried like babies. And and I said, Monty, I said he he didn't know he didn't know I had I prayed that and saw that. And I told him, you know, and we just cried more and more, and just worshipped the Lord. It was it was just I know God provides, you know, and His timing is perfect, and um, there He He does it He does it to to build our confidence in him he does it to prove himself strong and mighty you know and i know that i know we get faith by the word of god and 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 but there's those moments where god answers prayers and god does things in your life it's just it's unbelievable and uh so that that i'd say that that vision or that whatever i saw 
at a hand, um, God's hand, saying, I've provided. You know, and, and, and since then, a house also has come about. I had a, a person hand me a check for $100,000 to purchase a home. And I was able to purchase a home over a little over a year ago. Yeah, and so recently, so recently, <laughs> so I've been out of prison seven years, and uh, I've uh, I've always wanted to be um, always wanted to be a husband. I want to be a father. I love kids, and I've dated, and just you know when I go out and date and you meet somebody, it just doesn't work. It's not. It's not. It doesn't fit. And even though sometimes I've tried to make it fit. And I'm saying, God, but this, and God's saying, no, <laughs> you know. So uh, about two years ago, I met a, a young lady named Autumn. It's unbelievable. So I'm, 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 I'm so excited that those things, at times, I'm like, God, am I going to be single, you know? And, and I couldn't, I could not, I could not get past that he answers prayer, you know? And I prayed for those things. And I said, well, the three things I prayed for was a car, a home, and a wife. And you've answered the first two, and they've been so etched in, in my life and my prayer life. So, um, so it's it is really it's amazing. <laughs> so like you say you see my you see my uh, um, my Instagram in my Instagram. You know, it was like my Valentine's Day. You know, I put a picture out there, and and so. Oh my goodness! Oh my yeah! <laughs> it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was funny. She said, she said I was with a, my friend Alex, and she said something, and she goes, well, you're my sugar. And I was like, my face turned, like, hot and red. I says, my face right beat red right now. And they were laughing. <laughs> you know, I was like, and I, I've never experienced that. Never. Not even high. You know, I, I, I told her, I said, I feel like I'm in high school. It's like God restored, you know. Yeah. He is literally, um, and I can tell you that I don't, I don't regret one day of my incarceration. Hmm, not one day. Thank you for listening today. Our mission is to revive the church to the power of a spirit-filled life. There are several ways you can partner with the Unseen Story. One, pray for God's leading as we pursue more of the Unseen. Two, subscribe on iTunes and leave a review. Three, share this podcast with your friends. Four, contribute financially at theunseenstory.org. Thanks so much and have a great day.